I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. As usual, I am the host, the Bear of Texas, and ladies and gentlemen, did those Cowboys give the nameless Washington football team an ass-kicking? Goodness gracious. If only the legendary professional wrestler Jim Ross, good old JR, was doing commentary on this game, I am pretty sure at one point we would have, we would hear him as he once famously said, Well, somebody stop the damn match! Yeah, reference to the time where mankind was thrown off the cage. Later, he would be chokeslammed through the cage. Well, we all, any wrestling fans who know this match or listen to this, you all know exactly what Jim Ross said on that night. Good God Almighty, enough's enough. But, man, oh man, oh man. You know, never would have I expected the Dallas Cowboys to win the way they did against the Washington football team at home. Number one, I am... I am not allowed to celebrate anything because after Dallas lost to Las Vegas, I doubted the Cowboys so much that I said that there was no way in hell they would win the NFC East, much make the much less make the playoffs. The Cowboys are in the playoffs and they are the NFC East champions. So then the uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that on the next Arch Rivals episode when we go over this week uh, along with my boy uh, Ricky Lintwinkowicz, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take one. I mean. I told Ricky that if the Cowboys win the NFC East, he can cut a major heel promo on me. He can bury me the way I've been burying the Cowboys. So that being said, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, some people did say, well, Alex, all you were doing is just firing up the Cowboys. Okay, maybe, but the bottom line is I did say what I said, and I'm paying for it, but at the same time, I wanted the Cowboys to prove me wrong, specifically Dak Prescott. And in this game against Washington, Dak Prescott actually had a hell of a game. You know, much better than I ever would have anticipated. I mean, I hate to say this too, but the, the, the play calling, Kellen Moore actually got the play calling better in this game. A, a lot better. <laughs> and for the love of God, please just keep it correct. Get it right. And keep it right. <sighs> I'm telling you... The, the way the passing game was, I mean, I just did not anticipate it going down just so bright. But I am proud to say that for the second week in a row, I do not have to bury Dak Prescott. Because as all of you know, look, I do not want to be in a position to where Dak Prescott was so bad that I am put deep in a position to where I have to criticize the guy so bad that it's like I'm literally burying him. I don't like having to do that, but Dak Prescott proved me wrong this week. I mean, the numbers are not going to lie. 28 for 39. 330 yards, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns and no picks. And the Cowboys winning 56 to 14. God damn it, I did not envision this. Now, I did not actually preview this this uh, game, uh, you know, it, it was um, all the stuff going on, you know, it, it was Christmas week. You know, everybody understood. I, I didn't actually announce that I wouldn't be doing it. I mean, I thought about doing it, but really I was spending time with a family, you know, celebrating Christmas. Uh, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm sure I'm sure everybody w- would understand. But had I pre- had I done a preview of this game, I should have. If I had done a preview, 
At best, I, I would have said Dallas wins 31-21. Dak Prescott throws two touchdowns and one pick and probably has like between 200 and 250 yards. But, but man, the passing game was just absolutely glorious. You know, speaking of, of, of the passing game, you know, Amari Cooper, just earlier this week, you know, there was the headline that he was frustrated about not being, you know, getting enough catches and not being a, doing enough of the offense. And, you know, and coincidentally, this week, you know, seven catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. You know, looking at it, you know, you know, man, Dalton Schultz, you know, I feel like such an idiot because I benched Dalton Schultz this week in favor of Dallas Goddard. And that got me knocked out of the freaking playoffs in my fantasy league. I made a lot of mistakes this week. I mean, that's what got me ultimately knocked out. But you know what? For somebody who hasn't played fantasy football since 2015, and for me to make it to the Final Four, I think that's respectable. I think that's good. That, that's good enough for me. Especially because I, I was I was even... I didn't even think I was going to make the playoffs. I didn't even think I was going to win a single game. But I did better than I thought. I doubted myself, and look, look what I look what happened. And I, doubt, I, I doubted the Cowboys. I doubted the Cowboys lately. I mean, especially the offense, and they actually they actually did something about it this week. And God damn it, they better keep doing it. But anyway, so looking at the receiving, you know, Donald Schultz, eight catches, eighty-two yards, and a touchdown. Malik, you know, Malik, <laughs> Malik Turner had that fabulous catch when Dak Prescott was was actually pulled out of the game. You know him him connecting with uh, Cooper Rush. You know had that I think it was like a sixty one yard catch. You know at first it was a short pass and then you know Malik Turner just you know turned the other way, broke a couple of tackles and just really ran down the field, which was an amazing play. You know Ceedee Lamb four catches on four targets for sixty six yards. Ceedee Lamb certainly made up for last week when he had two huge drops. I mean. And C. Lamb had a better game, four catches for 66 yards. I actually went on Twitter saying, well, can we at least score one more time and give C. D. Lamb the touchdown? Because I really want him to have it. But unfortunately, C. D. Lamb didn't find the end zone, but it's okay. I'm sure he, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be okay. I mean, next week against the Arizona Cardinals, you know, he'll be playing against his former teammate, Mr. Kyler Murray, and we'll see how that, how that goes. Michael Gallup had two catches for 53 yards, you know. You know, good day for him. I mean... The receiving core looked absolutely fantastic. Now, unfortunately, the running game remains dead. I mean, Zeke Elliott's still unable, you know, to produce. You know, Zeke Elliott is hungry every week. But I, I guess the best way to say how things have been going for him this season, I guess Zeke Elliott has been uh, biting off more than he can chew. Right? <laughs> That's unfortunate too, really. So, but Zeke Elliott. Finishes this week with nine carries for 37 yards, and he did score. He did score two touchdowns. He actually he ran in for one and he caught another. So Ezekiel Elliott still had a respectable game. I'll give him that. You know his only catch of the game was for a touchdown, so I'll give him that. It was a short five yard pass, but it was brilliant. I'm not gonna take that away from Ezekiel Elliott. And look, knowing me, how everybody knows, I'm not Dak Prescott's biggest fan. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people expected me to come on my show and say, okay, big deal. Dak Prescott destroyed a worthless and pathetic Washington football team defense. While that is true, I am not going to take anything from Dak Prescott from this game because Dak Prescott finally showed signs of being better. Like he said after the game that he's that he's felt better. He's he's feeling a whole lot better than he's ever been all season. So look, while Dak Prescott destroyed a it'll be a horrible team, and he, and he's had, and we all know that you know Dak Prescott is known for just easily destroying horrible teams while he's failing to perform well against the good teams. 
I'm not going to take any, anything away from Dak Prescott. You know, Dak Prescott was brilliant today. I'm not going to take anything from him. I praise him because, look, I, I've been doubting him all season. And, you know, in this game he had a breakout game just like he did last week. I mean, this one was even better. So all I can all I can do is pray that Dak, Dak keeps it up. Okay, I want Dak Prescott to do so well in the playoffs. You know, if we can make it as far as the NFC Championship, if Dak Prescott plays so well, then I am sick to my stomach when I'm eating my words and throwing them up. God damn it, I got what I deserved. So I want Dak Prescott to teach me a lesson what happens when he doubt him. So that being said, Dak, please keep up the good work, my friend. Keep proving the haters wrong. Prove me wrong. I'm begging you, prove me wrong. Same thing goes for Kellen Moore. Same thing goes for the entire Cowboys team. Remember, after they lost to the Raiders, I said that there was no way this team was going to make the playoffs. I said that. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie. I said what I said. And so far, I'm regretting it big time. But at the same time, I'm happy because I doubted them. They're proving me wrong, and I, that's what I want. So anyway, I'm going to take a look at the Cowboys' defense. Well, it was certainly good to see Demarcus Lawrence have a pick six. It was actually even better to see Trayvon Diggs intercept the first Taylor Heineke pass of the game. Interception number 11. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? What's so special is that Trayvon Diggs ties Everson Walls for most interception in a, excuse me, most interceptions in a season in Cowboys history. And Everson Walls did that back in 1981. So for the first time in 40 years. A Cowboys defensive player has 11 interceptions in a game. If Trayvon Diggs can intercept one more pass, one more pass, he will hold the record for most interceptions by a player in a season. And quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, I am super confident that he is going to do it. Two games left to play against Arizona and against Philadelphia. And if it's against Arizona for him to break the record intercepting Kyler Murray... That, ladies and gentlemen, would be absolutely spectacular. Absolutely spectacular indeed. Oh, boy. You know, I'm going to have to go through all these records from this game. And Trayvon, speaking of Trayvon Diggs, he's now one of seven players since the NFL merger to tally, tally at least seven interceptions. Excuse me, tally at least 11 interceptions in a single season. Got the jersey number mixed up big time, didn't I? And DeMar you know, I mentioned Demarcus Lawrence had the pick six. It was a 40-yard pick six. You know, that's the sixth defensive touchdown for the Cowboys this year. That's the most defensive touchdowns in a single season in, in Cowboys franchise history. Man, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn is just doing an absolutely phenomenal job. And I met, and speaking of uh, Demarcus Lawrence, he's the 17th Cowboy to score a touchdown this season. And that is a team record for the most players to score a touchdown in a single season. Check this out, speaking of the defense. The Cowboys have returned five interceptions for a touchdown this season. That's the most pick six in a season in franchise history. And the last NFL team with five pick sixes in a season was the 2018 Chicago Bears. Let me say that one more time. The Dallas Cowboys have returned five interceptions for a touchdown this season. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the most pick six in a season in Cowboys franchise history. So two back-to-back -back huge records. That's so why I say this. I said this. Demarcus Lawrence, 17th Cowboy to score a touchdown this season. That's a team record for most players to score a touchdown in a single season. And now the five pick sixes, that's the most in the Cowboys franchise history in a season. Unbelievable. The Cowboys are breaking records. The defenses break records. I mean, overall, this whole team is breaking records. 
from this game. Now, before I f finish the records, let me go back to talking about the players. You know, Micah Parsons, uh, I think, you know, registered sack number 13 already. You know, Kelvin Joseph actually got the start today, be uh, replacing uh, Jordan Lewis, who was put on the uh, COVID-19 restriction list. And Kelvin Joseph actually did a good job. Kelvin Joseph really proved himself in this game. Played spectacular. You know, almost had an interception, but unfortunately could not get it. But you know what? It's okay. He was covering well. He was doing his job. You know, I'm pr I'm proud of, Ke of Kelvin Joseph and keep up the good work. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, aside from the pick six, he did have he did have one sack. Trayvon Diggs again. You know, intercepted the first Tyler Taylor Heineke pass of the game. You know, the Cowboys defense. A total of five sacks. Absolutely unbelievable. And I should mention, the Cowboys also had another pump block return for a touchdown as well. Sorry, I kind of black. I'm having hiccups right now, so it's uh, really affecting my ability to speak. But you know, I haven't even gotten to the best part from this game, fifty-six to fourteen. And I didn't mention at halftime the score was the score was forty-two to seven, forty-two to seven. And check this out. The 42 points scored against Washington in the first half is tied for the most points in the first half, the first half in team history. When the Dallas Cowboys back in 1969 scored 42 points against the Philadelphia Eagles. Absolutely incredible. You know, and I mentioned those another blunt pot, blunt pot, excuse me, blocked punt. For a touchdown, I swear to God, I'm I'm just so excited for everything that everything that's happened in this game, all these takeaways from this game. I'm just I'm just having a hard time speaking. So we had the pump block for a touchdown, but then I also mentioned that Lyle, uh, that Terrence uh, Steele actually scored a caught a touchdown from Dak Prescott on a fake play, on a fake tr on a fake trick play. It fooled me. It looked as though Tony Pollard was handed the ball out, uh, handed the ball, and he and he do tried to dive into the end zone. Then the offensive line, Terrence Steele got open, easily caught the touchdown. But check this out. So, so there we go. Another thing in this game, a defensive lineman had a pick six, and then an offensive lineman caught a pass. Check this out. The first time in Cowboys history, the Cowboys have had an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman score in the same game. Oh my goodness. And that was actually the third punt, the, the blocked punt of, of the season you know, for the Cowboys. And that actually ties a record that was made back in 1991. So, I'm telling you, everything's just happening. is It's just incredible. And I'm looking at all these notes from Dallas Cowboys Public Relations on Twitter. You know, check, check this out. I should have I mean, some of these I should have mentioned earlier. Ezekiel Elliott's touchdown reception was the 11th touchdown catch of his career. That passes Emmett Smith. Timmy Newsom. And Preston Peterson for the most for the fourth most touchdown catches by a Cowboys running back. And Dak Prescott actually pa passed Don Meredith for the fifth most multi-touchdown games in team history. Dak Prescott had had his 40, 42nd game with multiple touchdowns in a, in a game. So I mean, <laughs> Dak Prescott really making me pay for the doubting. And I should and go back to Zeke Ezekiel Elliott recording his ninth career game with a touchdown on the ground and through the air. That ties Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara for the most since 
most in the NFL since 2016. And it just, it just does not even end there. It does not end there. In the first half, Dak Prescott had 321 passing yards. That's the most passing yards in the first half of his career. That's the second most in any half. Wow. Dak Prescott's four passing touchdowns are the most by a Cowboys quarterback in the first half. And that's the, that's tied for the most passing scores in either half with Tony Romo. Let's let forget it, like when Tony Romo had four touchdowns in the first half against Denver back in 2013. Man, oh man, oh man. And I'm still not even done. Ch check this out. The last NFL team who had four receivers that had 50-plus yards in a game was San Francisco back in 2016. In 16, because today the Cowboys had four players with 50-plus passing uh, receiving yards. The Cowboys actually had five. Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Malik Turner, Dalton Schultz, and Mario Cooper all had 50-plus receiving yards. And once again, ladies and gentlemen... The last team who had four, at least four receivers that had 50-plus receiving yards in the first half was San Francisco back in 2016. And check, I mean, oh. I'm telling you, I'm not even done. You know, the 42-point the 42 win, the Cowboys win by 42 points, that's tied for the sixth highest margin of victory in the Dallas Cowboys franchise history. The last time the Dallas Cowboys won by at least 42 points, ladies and gentlemen, that was back in 1980, and that was against San Francisco. The Dallas Cowboys had a 45-point win. And the 56 points tonight ties the third most points scored in a single game in team history. And again, the last time the, Cowboy, the, last time the Cowboys had done that was in 1980 when they played San Francisco. The Cowboys had scored 56 points in that game. Oh, boy. The last thing right here, check this out. Dak Prescott has thrown a touchdown to a running back, a tight end, a wide receiver, and an offensive line tonight. Let me say that one more time because this just sounds too good to be true, but I promise you, I mean, this is it right there, right in my face. Dak Prescott threw a touchdown to a running back, a tight end, a wide receiver, and an offensive line. He is the first quarterback in NFL history to accomplish this in a regular season game. Absolutely unbelievable. It is so good that I'm going to say it one more time. Dak Prescott threw a touchdown to a running back, a tight end, a wide receiver, and an offensive line. And I believe that Terrence Steele, you know, the offensive line catching the touchdown, I, I think they, I heard the announcer, announcers, excuse me, the announcers mentioned that it was the first time since 1968 that a Cowboys offensive lineman caught a touchdown. I don't know if they say if he caught a touchdown or scored a touchdown. Either way, it doesn't matter. For the first time in 53, 53 years, an offensive lineman has scored a touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys. That, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely brilliant. You know, and I'm looking right here, you know, seeing Dan Quinn's reaction to Demarcus Lawrence's pick six. Oh, absolutely priceless. But you know what's interesting? Check this out. Two Cowboys defensive line intercepted a pass against the Washington football team this year for Dallas. Randy Gregory did it back in week 14. 
This week it was Demarcus Lawrence. And I should mention, in the earlier in the in the first round this year between Dallas and Washington, Dorrance Armstrong actually had a fumble return for a touchdown. So the Cowboys had a fumble return for the touchdown in the first meeting, and in this meeting, it was a pick six by a defensive lineman. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. You know, Cowboys. You know, it was. It's always being mentioned that Mike McCarthy made a huge mistake hiring Mike Nolan before the 2020 season, and yeah, that's that was definitely a huge mistake. But I guess we could say it's safe to say that Mike McCarthy has made up for this mistake because he hired Dan Quinn, and Dan Quinn, ladies and gentlemen, once again, an absolutely fantastic job. And let me remind everybody that when Dan Quinn was hired by the Dallas Cowboys, I was 100% in favor of it because I felt like I thought it was the right move. And that got me a lot of shit. I mean, I'm not gonna rub it in in, in the doubter's face. All I'm, gonna, all I'm gonna say is, all I'm gonna, all I'm gonna ask honestly is, what do you have to say about it now? Do you approve of Dan Quinn now? Well, you better. You know, I had historical facts, but you know, CBS NFL provided even more. Check this out. And I know that this episode, you know, bringing all these facts, but folks, believe me, all these facts are worth telling because you know you gotta hear them. This was the biggest point differential in the rivalry's history. Hmm. 42 points. And this was Washington's second largest loss in the last 60 years. And I mentioned this earlier, you know, this is uh, DeMarcus Lawrence's pick 6 was the fifth pick was the fifth pick 6 for the Cowboys uh, this year and that again that's the most in franchise history. And of course it mentions Trayvon Diggs' interception ties in with Everson Walls. For the most interceptions in a season in franchise history, and you know, and Trayvon Diggs uh, needs one more interception to uh, officially hold the record for most interceptions in a season. And, and again, I'm super confident that that's going to happen. You know, I mentioning you know, how the four different Cowboy receivers had 50 plus receiving yards in, the, in one half. You know, for the first time in franchise history. You know, and it was the first time since 2016 in NFL history, but this was the first time in Cowboys history. And again, I, uh, and for the, this is the fourth time I'm going to say this one, but, but this this one probably stands above all, all of them. Dak Prescott was the first quarterback to throw a touchdown to a to a running back, a tight end, a receiver, and an offensive lineman. <laughs> oh boy, and, and this one too. I mean, the first time in Cowboys history when both when an offensive line and a defensive line scored a touchdown. I mean, when when will we ever see this again? When will we ever see something something like these again? I mean, I got the answer for you. The answer is probably n- not for a long time. Probably not for at least another 50 freaking years. <laughs> I mean, these facts, these facts and, you know, takeaways, everything I'm just saying, like, this is something that they don't just give it to anybody. I mean, this is just something that is earned. The- these facts, they don't just give it to anybody. I'm telling you. I'm just such at a loss for words, you know. I'm just so impressed that I don't even know. I I, I even know what to say. That's probably why I started so many times because, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, man. So now that we got all these facts out of the way, I want to talk a little bit more about the game. Uh, you know, not particularly about the team. I mean, I said the Cowboys offense did its job. The defense did its job very, very well. I mean, the Cowboys finally played well as a team. They were balanced. And that's what the Dallas Cowboys need, a balanced team to dominate on offense and defense, and we saw that. So, Kellen Moore, even though I still don't trust you, brother, at least you made me, 
you showed me something this week. I'll give you that. You did a good job. Kellamore, you did a good job. Even though I still don't trust you, brother, you did a damn good job. And please keep it up. Please keep it up. Do this in the playoffs, brother. Call the right plays in the playoffs. Produce a a highly productive and explosive offense in the playoffs. Same thing with Dak Prescott. Prove me wrong, boys. Please, please, oh please. I am on my feet, begging on my knees. I was on my feet. I am on my knees, begging. Prove me wrong. But, anyway. And I should mention, you know, one of the highlights of this game was two, uh, two Washington defensive linemen got into an altercation on, on their sideline, on the bench, honestly. You know, Jonathan Allen and Darren Payne, who both of which they were uh, teammates at the University of Alabama, you know, got into a... You know, I mean, Jonathan Allen, you know got so mad that it looked as though Darren Payne had poked him or something like that or, like, did something that really set off Jonathan Allen big time. And Jonathan Allen came in and, like, threw a punch and they both had to be separated by their by their teammates. You know, at first it looked like a, the Cowboys defensive... I mean, excuse me, the Washington defensive line coach was trying to s- separate them, calm down the situation, but it escalated and, man... You know, and speaking of benches, the Washington football team brought their own benches this time, just like the Cowboys did it in the in the first round. But, you know, the main highlight of this game was, correct me if I'm wrong, folks, but, you know, I'm sorry, but I have to bring this up. You know, even though there's three Washington football team fans that that, that I, I'm kind of close with and I dearly respect, you know, that would be Mr. Josh Kirby, that would be Mr. Joe Maver, and, of course, a guy I work with, uh, Mr. Mike Finelli, who, by the way, I have a lot of respect for. You know, he, he's, uh, my ed- he's the uh, editor for Primetime Sports Talk. He and I have a great working relationship. Sorry, guys. I, I love you guys, but after the Washington football team beat Las Vegas, the fans said, and I quote, we want Dallas, unquote. Well, you wanted Dallas, you got Dallas. Therefore, I should say this, Washington football team fans, be careful what you wish for. I mean, hey, you got what you wanted. You wanted Dallas, you got Dallas. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Well, I got that part out of the way. So now that the Cowboys, you know, as it closes up, you know, I should mention the Cowboys were actually the NFC East champions before this game. I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, what the fuck? Is this a joke? I mean, is, is, this, a, is this more Cowboy fans, you know, being over too confident saying that we're already the NFC East champions? But then I saw no, that apparently it was actually the NF- NFL tweeted it. You know, all these sources, ESPN, the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys, they all tweeted. I was like, how in the hell are we already the NFC East champions? We haven't beaten Washington yet. Because coming to this game, the Cowboys needed to beat Washington in order to secure the NFC East title for the first time in three years. But then I saw that somehow the Las Vegas Raiders beating Denver apparently had something to do with it. Because I was asking myself, how the hell is this possible? Because Las Vegas and Denver... Are not NFC? Uh, are, they're not N- NFC teams. They're AFC. So how the hell can an a- AFC team give the Cowboys the NFC East? But I think it was like a tie point, a tie break uh, merger that you know favored the Cowboys over Philadelphia. I mean that's what I read. So I'm still confused. At the end of the day, I, I should say, well, it doesn't matter because the Cowboys are NFC East champions for the first time since 2018, which is great. But uh, I just find it very, very unusual. That it was an AFC team that gave the Cowboys the NFC East because 
I was like, well, we won't be NFC's champions until we beat Washington, but somehow the Cowboys won the title before the game started, and uh, well, I don't know if I want. I, I don't know if I should say that the winning the finding out the the, the, the NFC's champions before the game was what really pumped up the Cowboys because you know the Cowboys winning fifty six fourteen, but I said. Maybe, maybe not. The bottom line is the Cowboys played great, both on offense and defense, and especially the special teams. You know, and the Cowboys need to do that next week. They got to do that the final week. They got to do that in the playoffs. I mean, that's all it's going to take to make the impossible possible by miraculously making it to the Super Bowl and by God winning it. So, unfortunately, right now it seems like a pipe dream, but that's what the Cowboys need a fully balanced team that can dominate on offense, dominate on defense. And believe it or not, special team does matter, folks. It does indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. How about them, Cowboys? Cowboys!